In this most unusual year, our men 60 secured the only winter premiership on offer, with no play possible for our other groups. As disappointing and difficult as this has been for everyone, consider our top-aged junior players. They've reached the end of their junior careers without being able to play a single match, without a final outing with their teammates, and without final celebrations or ceremony. Welcome to the Camberwell Hockey Podcast. In this episode, we'll look at what's next for these players as they transition from juniors. Our senior sections will canvas common questions and concerns from players and families on issues including communication, selection, and player safety. And we'll meet a couple of recently graduated players to hear about their experiences of the program and playing senior hockey. Our men's transition is managed by Tim Oldham and our women's by Pip Mann. Check the show notes for their contact details and please contact them if you have any queries. Here's Tim. Congratulations again on behalf of the men's section for graduating from juniors. Uh, my name's Tim Oldham. I'm the men's section coordinator uh, and I'll be your point of contact for heading into uh, next year. So any questions at all at any stage, then obviously reach out to uh, anyone and you can find in the club, but I'm a place you can always uh, come to uh, to get information if required. And here's Pip introducing the Women's Transition Program. So we have been developing a transition program over the past couple of years with a focus to create a smooth transition to seniors where the under-16 players can meet the senior coaches, players, and also learn key skills and the game style needed when playing seniors. The first concern encountered for players and families is where and when to start. Pip, how does the pre-season look for the women's section? So in terms of a pre-season, assuming we have some form of a typical year, we encourage all girls playing under 16s to attend senior pre-season. Pre-season includes skills training to develop key skills needed to play seniors and mini games to assist with team selections. As a starting point, players should attend the pennant and metro training on Wednesday nights. Players' playing history is passed on to the women's section and some players may receive an invitation to attend Premier League training. But if the player does not receive an invitation and are hoping to play at this level, it does not mean that they are not capable of getting there. We encourage all players to speak to their coach about their aspiration as a player to understand what they need to do to develop and achieve this aspiration. Tim, how do the coaches and managers in the men's section know where to place players coming up from the juniors? Uh, now, your playing histories and records are, are reasonably well known, but they're also being collected and verified at the moment. Um, and they're provided to the senior coaches, uh, which allows us to stream you into the appropriate training ground, uh, training group to start with. Um, the default starting group is the, is the penancy to F and Metro group. Yeah, there is a step up in pace and speed. And so this is a group that on average we find fits everybody. Um, you may be invited to pennant AB training or you may be invited to Premier League or Reserves training, um, in which case I encourage you to take that opportunity um, with both hands. It doesn't guarantee you're going to be selected in that group, nor does it the fact that you're not, not offered that, that opportunity mean that you won't make it. Um, so your starting point will be that, that penancy group. And from there, we can filter you up or down. Um, unless you get an invitation to Penn and AB or to Premier League or Reserves. The women's section also run a fantastic buddy system and will have team-level dinners or get-togethers, 
Remember them? Here's Pip. Another part of the Under-16 Transition Program is to set players up with a buddy or a mentor. Once a player is placed in a team, the coaches will look to pair all under-16 players with a buddy or a mentor. This can be a formal process, but in my experience, it often happens naturally as the older players are really welcoming of the younger players and often take a player under their wings. We also hold an information session just before the season starts to outline season expectations, the selection process and other key information. And teams often organise a dinner or a get-together so that everyone can get to know each other. The men also run a specialised pre-season boot camp for new players. And the idea of that is we get you guys uh, as a group with the Premier League, um, a selection of the Premier League players, and it's really about the skills that are different from juniors to seniors. How do you manage that physicality? How do you manage that close marking? How do you manage that much more important team player uh, or that team play rather than being uh, being able to get away with your individual skills. Um, and it's just a, a good reinforcement to supplement your pre-season training. Thanks, Tim and Pip. Now we're joined by some players who recently transitioned into seniors. Thanks, Michael, Jeremy, Amy Shar, and Annie for joining us. We started by asking the girls what they like about playing at Camberwell. Here's Annie. Honestly, it is the community, Um, especially in seniors. You get to meet so many different people. Um, No matter what age, everyone is really nice and welcoming. And, yeah, I think it's great to talk to people with completely different experiences. When you're younger, you can talk to people about different career paths and they're so welcoming to give you their, like, life experience and opinions and things so yeah the community everyone gets around each other and it's all positive um I think Annie said it pretty well I'd have to go on similar lines that I really think it's the people that make the club um and especially in women's there are so many amazing people from who are different ages have different backgrounds and also have different hockey stories which coming out of juniors I found really interesting because I'd pretty much played with the same group of girls for you know six years or whatever and then all of a sudden I'm talking to people 10, 15, 20 years older than me. Um, I remember Karen Ross one game taking me aside and just giving me a few tips. And it's things like that which just make being at Campbell really special and more than just playing a game of hockey with some people on a weekend. I think, like, the environment that it brings, like, it's so different to, like, what you have at school. It's a different group of people. Um, They have, like, different perspectives and outlooks on life and like it's taught me to work with a range of people all all ages all all backgrounds you know they've all got their own thing um and I feel like those friends that I've made have really helped me um I don't know just like develop in different ways thanks Shah that's terrific so friendship networking that positive environment is fantastic to hear and Michael why do you continue to play hockey well I think well first like I just love hockey like you know when you get on the field and you play your position with the rest of the team it's just it's amazing like you feel happy you enjoy it you love the thrill and also like all the health benefits and staying fit getting away from the studying or yeah like through VCE and uni just having that hockey outlet is just the best thing for me overall. 
and you just, you know, feel better overall about yourself. Good stuff. Jeremy, can you tell us how you found going to your first senior training session? Um, I definitely felt a little intimidated because I turned up and there were these guys who look, uh, who are all in their, their sports gear and they're looking pretty skilled and they're whacking the ball at full pace in the net. And I'm thinking I'm just not good enough for this. But once you, it definitely helps to bring a friend along. So I came with um, Aiden, who's a friend of mine who'd been doing hockey at Campbell for a couple of seasons as well. And it definitely helps to have a friend there because then you can kind of be, even if you don't know anyone there, you've got them there. You can kind of chat to if you feel just a little too intimidated around the guys. But once you, after the first couple of sessions, you start becoming familiar, they start to get to know you and there's no, absolutely no um, shaming or any, there should be no self-consciousness about skills because they're not going to, they're only there to help you. So I often got tips. There was definitely a lot wrong with some of my techniques. So I definitely had Duncan there and a couple of other guys mentoring me on some of the techniques that I was doing. And so it was definitely, it wasn't something to be scared by. At first I felt intimidated, but I definitely went away after the first couple of sessions. So even with busy schedules, there's a lot to be gained from continuing to play organized sport. Annie and Emmy are next with some feedback on how they dealt with sport during year 12 and in Shara's case, year 11. Um, so I played at Campbell through my year 12 and I was also rowing at the same time. And so for anyone who's wondering, it is possible to do both as well as do year 12 and do school. I found that um, especially if you do do school as well as rowing, you're very much always at school and always talking to school people. And having hockey was such a nice outlet to talk to just different people, to have a bit of fun. And you can still be competitive in hockey as well. Like it doesn't just have to be fun. Um, yeah, and so the club was really understanding and very helpful. Like whenever I had um, a sack on and I felt really overwhelmed, like as long as you communicate to your coach and your teammates, everyone is so supportive and fine with you missing a session. Um, yeah, as long as you just communicate, it, it's possible and it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't do Campbell Hockey in Year 12. I was pretty lucky. I was playing a school team, which was still at a pretty serious level. And that was also compulsory. So um, I kind of made the call that that was what I was going to do instead because it was compulsory. Um, and I still got the competitive side through that. And I think like what Annie said, it was good to have that outlet off the field. I, so, yeah, I had a lot of priorities at school and I kind of reasoned that I only got one year 12 and i you know, I can see myself playing at Campbell for the next 20, 30 years, whatever. So taking that season off, while it was really tough to not be with all my Campbell friends and seeing people, you know, for 12 months, and I used to really look forward to seeing them every day. But it was good. I did get to come down and watch a few games, which was good. I think that's important to remember if you are considering taking Year 12 off. It doesn't mean you've cut yourself off from the club completely. You can come down and watch. You can come down and support. And I'm sure if I asked, I probably would have been able to do a training or two in there as well. I've never found it that difficult balancing everything. I find personally, like, it's, for me, it's a lot easier to be busy than it is to have a lot of spare time. Um, but, like, I know I've watched, like, both Annie and Emmy and others go through their year 12 at the club. And, like, I've seen the club be really supportive of it. There's 
like plenty of resources to use at the club as well, which like you don't often have elsewhere. There's also other areas of the club you can get involved with. Annie, you've been doing some great work umpiring. Um, so I've been umpiring since I was in year six. So that's about seven or eight years now. Um, and I started off at the club just umpiring um, the Minky kids. And back then there wasn't as much of a umpiring program, but I can definitely say there is one now and it is quite good. And I would recommend umpiring. Um, it's great experience. It really helps you um, learn more about the rules. So been umpiring for a long time. Campbell has really helped me, um, has provided me with a lot of opportunities. I feel like umpiring gives me an opportunity to give back to the club because they've done a lot to help me um, develop my umpiring, which is, um, yeah, it's helped me go to nationals to umpire twice which has been great and so now I'm more helping develop umpires which I think is really important so um, if you're thinking about it definitely give umpiring a go again it's great pay you learn more about the rules and you get to meet lots of people from different clubs start off with the younger groups they know the rules even less than you so if you stuff it up it's totally fine it's all about building a confidence to begin with and it is a lot of fun to work with little what 10 and under year olds um yeah would recommend starting with the younger kids fantastic and amy you took the path into coaching yeah, so I tried umpiring and I didn't really like it. So I took a bit of a different route and I got into the coaching side of things, which is similar to umpiring in that you start with the minky kids and I started that in year seven. And since then, I've kind of worked my way up through the junior section. And this year, I was going to be coaching one of the under 14 teams, um, which was really exciting because I feel like at that level, they are starting to develop their skills at the same time that you're developing your coaching skills. So like Annie was saying, you can kind of grow with the kids as you develop up through the coaching levels. Um, and it's also, that's helped me get jobs coaching school sport and stuff as well, which has been quite handy this year. Um, and apart from that, this year I've also joined the women's section committee, which has been pretty cool. The club is very flexible and will accommodate any level of commitment while you balance your work, studies and other interests. Tim, how should players achieve a balance that works for them? The multitude of things that, and priorities that you guys will be dealing with next year. Um, as you head into your last year or two years of school, uh, obviously that's a, a really important priority. Um, we hope you'll continue to be involved in Campbell Hockey Club through that period, and we certainly think that that and believe that, you know, that, that physical activity is beneficial to your studies as well. We equally recognise that, you're going to have other priorities than hockey in the course of the next uh, year or two. And that's okay. Uh, that's certainly something we understand. We've been through before. Um, you guys have got long hockey careers ahead of you. Um, you don't have to make Premier League next year. Um, and if you want to take a, a year where you're not willing, not able or not wanting to take in so much of a workload from a training perspective, we can accommodate all of that. Right, we can accommodate people who only want to play on a Saturday. Uh, we can accommodate people who want to train and play as hard and as high as they, as they can. Uh, your, your studies at the end of the day are the most important thing probably that you're working on over the next couple of years. Uh, 
Um, and, and we understand that. And that means that if you're not available for SACs or for exams or whatever for, for a particular period of time, accommodate that as well. One of the differences in seniors is the coaches and managers will direct communication to you, the player, and expect you, the player, to take personal responsibility, for example, to keep your group up to date with your availability. A key action here is to make sure the section has your direct contact details, not just those of your parents. Pip, can you expand on that? So a key expectation when playing seniors is the communication with your coach. Let the coach know when you can't come to training and let them know if you are unavailable for a game as soon as possible. And a key difference here when a player moves from juniors to seniors is that the player becomes the key contact point. However, the coach will include the parent where needed. And I would also say a second key expectation is the player's commitment. We try and be as flexible as we can to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to play hockey when they can. But again, the key is for a player to talk to their coach and let them know what they can and can't do, what trainings they can and can't attend and how much they can commit to. And Tim, it's similar advice from the men's section. Yeah, so I think the keys are giving us as many contact points as possible, um, particularly the 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 boys and girls really need to take over some responsibility for their own understanding of what's going on and where they're going to be and and that means getting involved not just in the the section newsletters but you know there are there are facebook groups there's a campbell hockey club training group for example which covers most of the men's section core trainings and they need to get connected to that find different ways to get in in and connected Um, I thought Jeremy's advice during the panel session we had during the transition um, Zoom was great. Bring a friend. Connect up with a friend because then you've got a mate coming along. Ideally, they've got similar skill sets to you, but connect up with a mate and and come along. The big question everyone gets asked is, how do I find out which team am I in each week? Um, And the short answer to that is, yeah, you will either get a phone call, you'll be attached to a Facebook group once you're in a squad, um, and it's always available in the club newsletter. But if in doubt, phone me um, or phone any of the committee along the way. So the first thing that happens is um, we will add your details as soon as we have them and certainly your parents' details to the men's section newsletter. And that means you'll start to get that by email, which will be your first starting point for information about everything from pre-season training to social events to um, where teams are released on, on a Friday night before or Thursday night or Friday night before a game. So Tim there touched on team selections and finding out about which team you may be playing in on a week-to-week basis. That's another challenge for players moving to seniors. How selections work and managing player development and expectations. Here's Michael again speaking about some of the selection challenges he saw. I found myself like, you know, in pennant E, got my way up to pennant D, then up to pennant C, then up to pennant B. And then I kind of came back down. So I went down to pennant C, back down to pennant D and so forth. And, but I never really knew why that was. So I think it's about having that like open discussion between whatever coach or management to why you're down there. So either there's some other reason players are coming in and just like, you know, it probably gets a bit of guilt off your mind. Like, am I not playing well enough? Because, you know, that's always in the back of your mind during your games and, you know, training. Like, am I not competing as well as my peers, even though I'm training just as hard? And Jeremy, what was your experience with selections? 
it's get it gets complicated in seniors, like because you pretty much play when you're coming up after like three or four years, you pretty much play in every team, like all the way from the bottom up to the higher ups. Because p- the people always missing, people are moving around all the time. So you have people like uh, Duncan, Scorer, and Witty, who are always usually working it out. You know, he's doing the mats and trying to put you in a team where you're probably most suited. And that's usually how it goes for most of it, until you can find a safe spot. Amy, can you tell us where you started in seniors? Um, so I've played at Camwell the whole way through the junior section and I jumped into seniors at, I think it was the Metro A level at that point, um, the team that's now kind of Pennant D. Um, and now I'm playing in the kind of Pennant B, Pennant A squad. And Annie? Yeah, just like Emmy, I've been at Camwell since like Minky. Um, I started seniors in my first year of under 16s and I started in Metro A. And then just before COVID hit, I was training with Premier League Reserves. And Shar, how did you go? Yeah, um, my first season of seniors was last year, in my last year of under-16s. And I sort of started in Penaday. Um, I was fortunate enough to play a few reserves games last year. And then sort of um, training with the reserves at the beginning of this year, sort of hoping to play there for this year. Steve Lawson, let's bring you into the conversation. You're the junior chair. How do we manage our players' expectations? As, we, as you know, we've, we've got a, a, a massive junior program. And, and so for the number of boys and girls, I think last year was 32 graduated. This year it's around 24 across both sections. So there's a lot potentially coming through. Um, and by having been in a cohort that sort of steps up every two years and they may be moving to being a shield player, maybe their expectations are that they're going to be a pen and A player or a even a Premier League player. And when you think if there's 10 years ahead of them of graduates who have are shield players and pennant players or, or mixed players, they may have preconceived ideas of where they should be playing. And that's always going to be really difficult to manage. But just managing that expectation um, of where they might land in the first year, I think it's, um, uh, you know, once again, I think the, the highest level coaches do look out four or five years at what their team might look like in four or five years' time. They say, well, you know, we've got this guy that's going to be retiring in two years' time and we've got this one that's potentially going to be playing a whole lot of um, representative hockey and so on. So they're sort of starting to look at, okay, well, who's coming through? And that just maybe helps a little bit if, if they've got communication that you're going to start here, but there is a pathway. Mm. You do the work and potentially the pathway will open up. You don't do the work, well, then that's okay. Continue to enjoy your hockey, have fun, and, and find a team that you're comfortable playing in. And Pip, how do we manage this development in seniors? I guess the main thing is that each player's development is different and each player will have different ambitions. Some really do just want to play for social reasons. Some are really aspiring to be an Australian hockey player. And the coaches across the every section between Premier League down to Metro will work with each player to help them find a pathway. And I guess in terms of development, there are a range of coaches to talk to. We have got specialist coaches and clinics at the start and end of each year. 
We also encourage players to participate in the summer program where we really focus on skills and mini games. But I guess the main thing would be as a player, if you have got an ambition, it's really important to tell your coach and ask your coach what you need to do to get there. And can you explain a little about the selection process? Yeah, so at the start of the year, so during pre-season, coaches assess players through the skills sessions, training sessions, mini games, practice matches. Coaches are always watching and monitoring players to work out where best they should start. And in particular for juniors, their playing history is passed on from their junior coach to the senior coach because obviously the senior coaches won't know as much about those players. So during the season, coaches aim to keep the teams as stable as possible. However, there is inevitably going to be player movement based on players' availability across the whole section, as well as players' form as we go along during the season. The coaches aim to be open and transparent to all players about their selection decisions. And again, we encourage all players to speak to their coach if they have any questions about their team selection. Here's Sarah Conyers, Women's Section Chair, with more. Obviously, at the start of every year, we have an information session for all our different teams where we talk through the selections and guidelines and we try and communicate what our processes and our policies are in regards to selections and communication. But I'm interested to get your thoughts on how you've found selections and how you've found communicating with coaches throughout the season. And if there's any, you know, little tips or tricks or any um, anything that you can pass on to our graduates that would be helpful for them to know going into a new season next year. So maybe we'll start with Shah. We'll start with you first. Um, how have you found it? You know, obviously you haven't had a full season of just seniors yet um, but still you've had the selection process what have you how have you found the whole process yeah um I didn't find it like daunting at all it kind of just all happened um I know like the coaches are very open with you about where you where they think you sit um and that they always they look to give you the opportunities um and that's something like don't turn down what they look to give you because they like think it's it's with their best intentions. Um, but yeah, also like everyone else in the team is like supportive of you, like no matter where you sit within the team, whether you're like permanent, you're coming in and out, up and down, like whatever it may be. It's I found the selection process really quite quite easy. Um, there was no like stress to it or anything at all. So. That's great to hear. And it sounds like that it was communicated with not just yourself, but also with your teammates about what was happening with people above, if they were going up or down within your team. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Um, Annie, how about you? How did you find it um, across the years with experiencing the different selections and different coaches? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely evolved since I first started in seniors. I think in a good way, like it's it's improved, like the selection process. Um, from what I remember, one really key different thing from juniors to seniors was that selection 
and teams were a lot more fluid in seniors that are a lot more fluid. So like Shah said, first of all, it's not daunting at all. You are almost just initially put in your squads and like it's very dynamic. So each week you could be changing your teams, but what has evolved and has um, improved a lot is club and coach communication. Um, so the, the, the club really sets their standards at the beginning of the season as to what they're selecting on, which I think has been really helpful. So if you get around to those, just pay attention because most of it is just attitude, um, yeah, attitude and communication, like on top of your skills and your fitness. It's about being present each session, like mentally, and as well as just letting your coaches and your team know like what's going on. Um, and there's always the opportunity to improve. The coaches are always really nice. So if you ever want to improve, you just need to ask them and they can tell you exactly where you're at and exactly how to get better and to reach a goal that you you may have set. Um, so yeah, I think overall selection is a really positive experience. That's and- great. Awesome. And what about you, Emmy? Have you, do you have similar thoughts or is there anything that you would like to pass on to our graduates that hasn't been mentioned? Yeah, I think Shara and Annie covered most of it. Um, personally, I know I did get a little bit stressed about selections at the start because as Annie said in juniors, once you're in a team, that's kind of it. And this was the first time I was really gunning for a spot in a certain team. You know, I had my goals and that's what I wanted to do. But I really think that was internal pressure. So anyone who is has got a goal for a certain team and maybe isn't training with that team or something I think it's really important to remember that selections are week by week so you can get you know pushed up at any moment you know I think I got picked for a team five minutes before the game because a couple of players couldn't show up or something like that you know things happen (laughs) um and also again talk to your coaches um when I first started seniors, I was so shy. Like I thought Pip was the scariest person just because I didn't know her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pip, I just didn't know you. <laughs> Maybe intimidating is a better word because I just really wanted oh, to impress her. That's brilliant. And she's not intimidating at all now. It's just, you know, when you come into a new environment, that's how people feel. So, Yeah, totally. A key takeaway is not to be disheartened if you don't initially meet the team you expected and maintain clear communication with the coaches and managers on expectations and development. In all cases, you can speak with your senior buddy and you or your parents can talk to Pip, Tim, Sarah and myself at any time. Now, playing in seniors can be a little different than juniors. Michael, how did you find the change? It would be mostly just the physicality, mostly. So... I think I started when I was like 15 or 16 with my dad in the Metro and Pen E. Um, I just found it so much more physical. You get big hulking guys. They will smash you around. They're faster than you. They hit harder. So you're just trying to kind of stay out of their way a bit, but also do your own thing. Um, other than that, the game becomes more team-based. You realize you can't do it all by yourself, unlike juniors. So in juniors, you could, you know, you got the skills, you can beat lots of players, but in seniors, that's not like that anymore. So everyone's better than you mostly, and you have to really rely on your team. And how did you deal with that? You have like Wanzi and Ash carrying those guys, teaching you through juniors. 
you learn the structure of the game. So you learn the importance of, you know, passing around, using your space. So especially when the lower grades, they haven't got that finesse that usually are brought up if you're in the high areas. So usually you bring a, a different perspective to the game that you can u- be utilized by your team. So, you know, getting the ball in the right position and passing off quickly, stuff like that, that we're taught all through juniors and not hogging the ball. Jeremy, how did you find it? Mine was definitely the same as Michael's. So the physicality was a massive part. So I think I started goalieing this year. So I think I chose possibly the worst time to do it because you got these massive guys on the pitch hitting with no mercy. There's there's absolutely no inhibitions about them hitting the ball at you. So when it when it hits you, it hurts a lot, but it's definitely not something that stopped me from keeping on going. So I definitely had a lot of fun. It was physicality. At the start, I was on field, so I was getting pushed around a bit and we were hitting it hard, although we eventually progressed into the stage where we couldn't actually get physical. So I guess that was a sort of a break, but by then I was in the goals and getting the ball pelted at me and I think I underestimated how hard they were going to hit it. So, but it was a night, it was definitely nice to have that kind of transition in between. I think that helped me get used to the the standard and the, um, the pace of the ball. That's great feedback. Sarah, what's next for the transition group? When we get the go ahead for resuming hockey, we as a club will communicate this out via our newsletter and our social media channels. We'll make sure that all the transition players are also signed up to receive our women's newsletter. But please let us know if you don't receive these and we can correct this. Just email us at womens at camberwellhockeyclub.com.au. In regards to pre-season, when we make sure we will make sure we communicate this with all our members as soon as we know what this looks like. And until then, you can tune in for our Pilates sessions on Monday and fitness sessions on Thursday. Thanks for joining us. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us at womens at camberwellhockeyclub.com.au. And Tim, any closing thoughts? At the end of the day, you know, hockey's about fun. Hockey's about an outlet. Hockey's about building friendships and relationships and actually a group of, a network of people that will, as Simon mentioned earlier, will carry you through, you know, essentially, um, you know, a big part of your lives. We're grateful to have you guys. We're really looking forward to having you join the section uh, next year. Um, Please stay in touch. And if you've got any questions at any point along the track, uh, you know where to reach me. Um, or you will, uh, I'd love to get your emails and phone numbers back as well so that uh, I can be hunting you down. Well, thank you, Tim, Pip, Sarah, Steve, Michael, Annie, Jeremy, Amy and Shah for participating on this episode. In this last section, we're presenting the audio from the Junior Section Awards, which were held on Zoom last month. You'll first hear an introduction from club president Simon Winter before Junior Chair Steve Lawson announces the awards. Goodbye, juniors. Hello, seniors. Um, welcome to the event. Simon Winter is my name. I'm the president of the Campbell Hockey Club. And I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we play hockey. We're meeting via Zoom today, but uh, certainly we pay our respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, to both their elders past, present and emerging. What an extraordinary year it's been, and I do hope that everyone's been able to stay active and and well during this time. We all know that the Campbell Hockey Club is a place to play hockey, but it's far more than that. As you uh, transition through life, 
leave your family home, leave school, start work, uni, travel. The Carroll Hockey Club will always be a place to see old friends, make new friends, and a place that you can belong. The club will become an important network of relationships, and the club has stood, stood the test of time. Hockey is a whole-of-life game, and Camberwell is a whole-of-life club. Our members are aged between 7 and 70, and not many sports offer that for all genders, ages and abilities. This year I transitioned to the over-60s, and a teammate of mine, John Longmire, transitioned to the over-75s. This is truly a game that you can play for the rest of your life. Collins Wandsborough, who I spoke to today, he's our patron, and he's been at the club since 1949. Think about that, 71 years. When I uh, talked about, to him about his lifelong association, he also acknowledged that the club goes way beyond winning and losing on the field. We really enjoy winning. We don't so much enjoy losing, but there's so much more to it. The Campbell Hockey Club strives to be as good off the field as we are on it. We've established many ways to engage with our members and support you. This year, particularly, the weekly comms and the podcasts, the Mental Health First Aid Group have offered support for all. And I'd just like to say, if you're concerned about a friend or a family member or yourself, please contact me or any one of our 25 trained Mental Health First Aid members. We're all here to support each other and we'll always be available to chat. We also are educating our community about sexual preference and gender inclusion. We actively support and include all genders and sexual preference members. Everyone is welcome. This is a club for all. If we're not, tell me or someone else and we'll strive to change and improve. As I said, this is your club and you have a say in it. Transition, of course, is nothing new. You already have and will continue to transition. Primary school to high school, high school to uni or the workforce, from job to job. Life is full of transitions and you can face, face each one with optimism. When transitioning from juniors to seniors, Campbell Hockey Club has a team in nearly every grade in the Hockey Victoria competition, which gives you the best chance of finding the right level for your skill set and to advance if you wish to strive for that. Each player will be given a chance to find their own level. You have a unique combination of stick work, skill, speed, endurance, teamwork, strength, and determination. And so therefore you will find over time that those will develop. And if if you want to push up through the grades, then it's entirely up to you. Some will find a higher level than others, but do not be concerned where you start. Just some players develop later. A classic example of this, of a later developing player, is Tom Winter, my son. You might have been coached by him at some point. Tom spent a lot of time coaching juniors. And I'll just talk to you about Tom's journey because for those of you who are not stars, and Tom readily admits he's not, just like his old man isn't, he played juniors uh, right through to 17. And he played with me when he was 15, 16 in the fits in uh, Metro 1 at the time. When he got to 17 and transitioned across, he was playing in the uh, in Pennant D, which uh, actually Metro 1 was the sixth. He played in the fits, Pennant D. He went overseas for a year, 
was injured for two years and resumed at 20 when he was in pennant B, the thirds. He was dropped to the fourths and he changed from a back to a forward. He made his way back into the thirds and then the seconds and then uh, when the planets aligned, he got a, an opportunity to play Premier League last year at the ripe old age of 29. He'll tell you that the stars lined up and that it was his chance. There were a lot of injuries, all of that. But he, he was extremely happy to get that chance and had played in nearly every grade um, down through the ranks. He enjoyed every, every team he played in. And I guess it's his club like it is yours because he'd been there since he was eight and he's now turning 30. So you get out of this game as much as you put into it. You get out of the club even more when you put in. This is a true, uh, this is true of the club. Uh, we value every contribution and we look forward to yours in coming years. Congratulations on your journey so far and I'm sure that the best years are still in front of you. As you take on new challenges that hockey and more broadly in life throw at you, Campbell Hockey Club is your club and you will always be a weller. Can I also extend my thanks to Christy Smith, who's worked tirelessly to bring this presentation together, along with Steve Lawson and his committee. It's a wonderful tradition, this uh, junior to seniors transition, and I'm very pleased that they've been able to keep it alive. And I'll now hand over to Steve Lawson. Thanks, Simon. Um, if I can just uh, kick off with some thank yous and, and follow on from um, Simon's reference to uh, Christy there. Um, and also Jane Oldham and, and Amanda Clark. Amanda in her first year is the under-16 age group coordinator, um, so looking after this cohort. Uh, also Jane, you know, the, under, or the juniors presentation day has been her baby for the last three years or so, and she puts her heart and soul into it. She does a fantastic job, um, and I think, um, you know, She's very keen to ensure that uh, our juniors are appropriately recognised in their journey um, or on their journey and then from the transitions perspective and, um, and I can't thank Jane enough for that. And, and the, as Simon said, the work that Christy's put into today is is um, just wonderful and um, we can't thank her enough. Equally, um, Kelly Simmons is sort of serving as a, uh, a moderator uh, for this Zoom meeting, making sure the technology works. And, and thanks, Kelly. We, we really appreciate um, you coming on board. Kelly's one of those Campbell Hockey Club people who, when you ask her to do something, she says yes with a smile and, um, and then gets the job done. And we just um, thank you very much for being involved today. Uh, if I can also just quickly mention the committee, as Simon did, um, you know, the, we are custodians of a wonderful program and, and basically every year we, we just kick it along and, and make a few adjustments along the way. But um, it's it's well recognised in the community um, for the way it is run and for the way it's organised and, and that doesn't happen without good people putting their hands up and saying they're prepared to get involved. And so if I can quickly refer to, the, well, the three ladies I've mentioned already in terms of Jane, Christie and Amanda, um, but also Sarah Conagianis, Blair Roxburgh, Nicolene Van Vroenhoven, Jill Wilson, Stuart Will, um, David Wansborough and, and Shay Allen. Um, they all have performed various roles throughout the course of the year. And um, while some might argue that this year the roles weren't as, um, or the, the, the role of the committee wasn't as busy, invariably dealing with the, the COVID-19 protocols required a lot of um, input from all corners. 
and a lot of support. And um, once again, our committee was outstanding in doing that. And probably the third, the final thank you for me is Andrew Henderson, who, if you think back to the training, um, boys and girls, the the way training was organised, the coaching staff that uh, Rosie recruits um, to every team, and then the selection process that he takes them through to ensure that we place each boy and girl in the most appropriate team for where they're at in their hockey journey is the amount of workload is just amazing. And I, and I think, um, I, I don't think there'd be a hockey program or even a sporting program um, that is as thorough as the one that Andrew runs. And, and he may not be on this, I can't see, but um, just want to thank him anyway publicly for, for the workload he puts into to our junior program. Um, moving on to the under-16 levers, uh, this is obviously all about you guys. And it's it's an opportunity for the club to say a huge thank you for the commitment that you've made to the club over the years that you have. Some may have only been one year, others might have been six years or, or even more. And that extends across playing, extends across umpiring in our junior programs, coaching in our junior programs, um, in the last couple of years potentially playing seniors, playing indoor. Um, yeah, the, we just can't thank you enough for the contribution that you've made over that time. Uh, this year being a, a challenging year for us and, and sadly not getting to compete. Um, I've made a, a reference a couple of times in different forums to the vibe um, that we enjoyed back in May, June when we were training. Um, the way you all approach training and basically just getting out and playing hockey with your mates um, was just awesome. And for parents standing on the sidelines or being involved in the program, it was just wonderful to be part of. And um, that's all down to you and the way you approach this wonderful game. So thank you very much for that. Um, there'll be more about your transition later as you uh, split into your, your women's and men's sections. But as Simon mentioned, um, basically what we're most keen for in these next two years is for you to find your place at Campbell Hockey Club. You've had a place in the junior program and you've made a wonderful contribution to that program. And we know there's a place for you wherever that may be in the next couple of years and beyond. And we just want to make sure that you um, you feel comfortable taking on whatever challenges you want to in the, in the years to come. Uh, the other thing about this is that you may not realise it now, but you will, you have and will no doubt in years to come draw on some amazing memories of your time in junior hockey. Um, I refer to a couple of guys or one example as uh, two people that I got to know as they became coach and team manager of my youngest son's team, uh, Marty Cashmere and Grant Trollope. And I used to love the fact that those two would talk about how they played juniors together. And then they went on to play Premier League together. And then they played indoor together. And basically they came back to the club through their own children and became coach and team manager together. And along the way, they talk about their memories of when they played under 12s, under 14s, under 16s together. And they're all very, very fond memories and something that you'll be able to hold on to for the rest of your lives. Um, in saying that, uh, there is a very important person that we, it's really important that we, we must remember and not forget, and that's Yasmin Wilson. Um, we have Simone and Raj. Uh, well, I can see Raj. I'm not sure whether Simone's on the call just yet, but 
obviously we sadly lost um, Yasmin November last year and she was very much part of this cohort and we have very fond memories of her contribution to not only the junior program but the the uh, women's program as well and at the time we made um, a commitment to ensure that uh, that Yasmin left a legacy and under Simon's leadership as he referred to before um, we've embarked on the mental health first aid um, training and then a steering committee to ensure that that is rolled out across the club and across the Campbell Hockey Club community to ensure that every boy, every girl, every adult, um, anyone involved in the club knows that they have their club at their back and that they have support wherever they may land within this club. And once again, we just want to make sure that for the um, for the under 16 cohort that we remember Yasmin, I, in going through some emails, um, came across an email which I'm hoping Steve Pryor won't mind me sharing, but it referred to um, Steve recommending Yasmin for the Paul Dixon Award for Outstanding Contribution in the Development, Encouragement and Assistance of Young Hockey Players, and these were Steve's words. Um, Yasmin plays now under 14 girls shield team and this year commenced coaching in our stick to hockey intra-club competition, taking charge of our killer Kleinschmidt's white team for training and matches. Our coaches are given a session plan a template and asked to design the activities and match structure each week. Yasmin has completed her session plans thoughtfully and diligently each week and managed her group through activities and games with purpose and enthusiasm. The group has improved markedly over the year and we have received extremely positive feedback from our new families. Yasmin is a delight to work with and I have no doubt her efforts are actively encouraging and developing the skills and sportsmanship of her young group of players. And that was two years ago and if you, you know, Yasmin was a top age under 14. And I know Raj and Simone would be extremely proud of that. But for any parent seeing their... Um, daughter or son involved in this club, making that sort of contribution, giving back is simply wonderful. And, and it's a memory that we need to hold on to and also, you know, encourage as many of you who want to, to follow in her footsteps and take on uh, greater involvement within the club. The next, uh, I think the final numbers for um, graduates, as we call you, for this year is 14, 10 girls and, and, and 14 boys, and the names are, are coming up on the screen there, as you can see. Um, once again, uh, it varies each year as, as to the number that graduate, depending on the particular cohort. This is our group of 24, and um, we're just uh, really pleased that you've been part of our club, excited about the fact that you may well continue on into the club, but if you don't over the next couple of years, knowing that the, the Campbell Hockey Club door is never closed to you. So to each of those um, girls and boys that have been listed there, thanks once again for, for being a, a significant part of our club. Um, a couple of years ago, we introduced uh, an award which we refer to currently as the Service Medal. Um, and it's basically recognising not just the uh, the boy or girl, but also their families on a significant contribution over six years of competition, that being two years of under 12s, two years of under 14s and two years of under 16s. Um, 
and we unashamedly have uh, copied that medal from girls rowing. Uh, whereby I think uh, if a, you know, I know if a if a um, a girl competes in the head of the river in year nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, they receive a medal no matter what crew they're in, whether it's a four or an eight, first, seconds, thirds, fourths. Um, and we wanted to do the same thing with our juniors because it, it really is a significant uh, contribution that you make f- for those that do commit to f- a full six years of junior competition. And we have our coaches awards, we have our team player award and our most improved award each year um, across each team. And of course, our elite players in terms of state representation get recognition that way. But this is just a way of recognising um, every boy and girl that goes through our program for the six years. And I'm not sure if you'll actually see this, but you do actually get a medal. Um, it's probably it's not clear on my screen because of my lighting. Um, but that will be um, delivered to you in the next week. Um, and, yeah, it's hopefully something that builds momentum and that ultimately all of our juniors, particularly our under-12s, as they start their journey, realise that it's something that they want to achieve and that they want to continue to be part of this program for a full six years. So congratulations to that group. I'm not sure if there's a slide with that, Kelly. Um, no, thanks, Christy. I'm seeing the yet. So we'll uh, we'll get that in, out in a uh, in our whole of club newsletter and our junior newsletter to recognise all those that receive their service medal. The final piece for me um, is to announce some awards that we do um, give out each year, um, and the Karen right the Karen Russ Award is for the junior girl that displays excellence and club involvement. Um, this year, the the winner of this award um, is a Shield player, um, has represented her state, uh, has been in the Hot Shots program for a number of years, five years in, in fact, plays indoor hockey, um, has had two seasons of giving back to the club through umpiring in the under-10 program, and the, the feedback across the board is that she's a, um, a junior player that uh, respects the game, um, respects her teammates, um, and respects the club, which is something that we uh, we obviously support greatly. And the winner of that award is um, Charlotte Roxburgh Judd, following in her older sister's footsteps. So congratulations to Charlotte. The next award is the um, Andy Philpott Award, uh, the boys, the equivalent boys award. Um, it's a bit hard to sort of build up this one because as soon as I, I mention a particular activity, it's going to be obvious who it is. So I'm actually going to hit this one uh, from the start and, and say that the winner of the award is Lachlan Seminer. Um, Lockie's played with our juniors since um, Minky back in when, you know, the precursor to hook into hockey. And he's played in various grades throughout his uh, hockey journey with the juniors. He's played JSC with the Hot Shots. Um, he's contributed through umpiring um, junior programs. He's performed extremely well and reliably in indoor hockey. And if the reference to, to goalkeeping was basically back as an under-14, he was asked to step into that role. And he committed 
to that, um, being that part of the team um, with great gusto and uh, committed to his transition, committed to his training, committed to developing himself as a goalkeeper. Um, and one of the other features or one of the aspects of, of Lockie winning this award as a, in terms of club values, and probably only goalkeepers would appreciate this, but the competition for their position um, is obviously significant. And um, along the journey, since that under-14 commitment, um, Lockie has sometimes come up against goalkeepers who have either come to the club or, or um, as the movement in age groups happens, and he may not have ended up in the team that he was particularly hoping to be in. But we never heard a complaint from um, Lockie. He always accepted his selection. But most importantly, he just worked hard to ensure that he continued to develop his craft and to become the best goalkeeper that he could be. Um, we believe he has resilience and tenacity and um, his, exact, his club values are exactly what we would want from all of our juniors and we'll give him a great standing as he ventures into the senior section of our club. So, well done, Lockie. Finally, I'm almost there, guys. Um, there is another award here that um, Kelly won't have a slide for, and that's um, by, on purpose. Um, another award that we present annually is the Carol Swan Memorial Trophy, which is awarded to a person considered by the committee to have continued most significantly, Carol's example of club citizenship. Um, the recipient generally has a role within the section, which can be the, on the junior committee, a team manager, coach, etc. And in performing that role to a high standard also consistently demonstrates club values. Um, the, uh, the winner of that award this year is Christy Smith. Um, and... Uh, We've already mentioned Christie's um, involvement in, in this Zoom meeting and, and driving it. Oh, there is a slide. There you go. Sorry, Jane, I shouldn't have underestimated you. Um, Christie's been involved on the uh, the junior committee for a number of years now and has been a team manager pretty much all the way across um, the involvement of her three very active boys in the program. Um in addition to that, as, a, as part of her role in the junior committee, Christy's been responsible for our club uniform since 2016, which obviously has liaison across the women's and men's sections and a great deal of time spent with the suppliers of, of the uniforms and, and she does an outstanding job in that space. Um, Christy also willingly um, helps set, set up the team manager bags at the start of each pre-season. And as we've seen this afternoon, is is always keen to put a hand up to help with presentation day. For me, as a uh, juniors chairperson, um, I find Christy to be just a great sounding board uh, for matters that arise along the way, such as the transition to gender specific teams, selection policies, training, playing workloads, juniors playing seniors, etc. Um, her advice and support um, to Amanda. Uh, sorry, to me, is uh, has been wonderful. And I know she's been a wonderful support to Amanda this particular year with uh, just managing the, the C19 protocols and getting training underway. Uh, Christy, you're, you're an outstanding person. Um, we just simply love your involvement in our club and we are all the more better for it. So thank you so much. 
You've been listening to the Camberwell Hockey Podcast. We'd like to send a big thank you to our hosting team, our guests, and you, the listener, for your support. If you enjoy the show, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is recorded and produced by Camberwell Hockey Club in Melbourne, Australia. If you have any feedback, comments or questions, please find us on Twitter at Camberwell underscore HC or see more information on our website, camberwell.hockey. See you next week.